a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as uh, we continue the conversation, we're going to spend the next couple of days really breaking something down. Uh, the White House announced that on Thursday, President Joe Biden is going to address the nation. And his focus is going to be the battle for the soul of the nation. And that's an interesting thing for the president to go after. Of course, he spoke today on safety. He'll speak on Monday in uh, Pittsburgh on labor issues. And Thursday will be the, the big day to frame what he is going to declare is the battle for the soul of the nation. And we're going to hear a lot of that between now and November the 8th, the day of the midterm elections. And honestly, we're going to hear from both sides. Uh, we've talked already about the fact that both Democrats and Republicans are trying to paint their opponents as extremists. Uh, we know there's been close to $5 million in ads, over $2 million by the Democrats, one and a half by the Republicans, uh, on ads that specifically use the word extreme to define a policy, a belief, or an opposing candidate. And so that's going to be part of it. And so then you can very easily whip into the phrase that this election is a battle for the soul of America. And I believe that is the wrong phrase. That is the wrong battle. That is the wrong war. And so when you hear politicians claiming that this political election is for the heart and soul of the nation, the first thing you got to stop and ask yourself is what are they really saying? What they're saying is that the soul of the nation belongs to political parties, to politicians or to institutions of government. And nothing, and I mean nothing, could be further from the truth. I firmly believe that the heart and soul of the nation is not found in Washington, D.C. It's not housed in the Capitol building. The soul of America certainly is not kept in Congress or held by its members. It's not cataloged somewhere in the Library of Congress, and it's not stored in Fort Knox, by the way. The soul of America isn't lurking in the marbled halls or the chiseled stone monuments of our nation's capital. It's not in the White House. It's not in the West Wing. It's not controlled by any woman or any man that resides or works there. The soul of America can only be found in the heart and soul of the American people. And that's what we're going to point to over the next couple of days. We're going to be equal opportunity offenders. The president will be talking about it. Republicans are going to be talking about it as well. Adlai Stevens, a U.S. politician and diplomat, former governor of Illinois, he ran for president in 1952 and 56. He very eloquently wrote, when an American says that he loves his country, he means not only that he loves the New England hills, the prairies glistening in the sun, the wide and rising plains, the great mountains and the sea. He means that he loves an inner air, 
an inner light in which freedom lives and in which a man can draw the breath of self-respect. The soul of the nation is found in that inner respect, that self-determination, that selfless commitment to community and to country. It's also grounded in respect for the dignity of others and tolerance, valuing the unique value in every life, at every stage, in every station. Uh, I love what former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice once said. She said, the essence of America, that which really unites us, is not ethnicity or nationality or religion. It's an idea. Now, America has been described as a mirror. And I believe the great American mirror is what allows individuals and communities to look upon themselves and measure the things that actually matter the most, to reflect on principles and values and assess to what degree they can see themselves living up to what they profess to believe. That's where you find the soul of the nation. Ultimately, ultimately, citizens can look with hope to see the distant reflection of their own vision of the future. So this mirror of America is what reflects the soul of the nation. The soul of America can't be observed merely in its natural resources, its natural beauty, its cities, or even the greatness of the republic's inspired form of government and the freedoms and liberties it fosters and preserves. But you can see it in a lot of interesting places. And we're going to talk about those in the coming days of where do we actually see the soul of the nation. Uh, Jacob Needleman uh, wrote a book called The American Soul. And he actually described the country this way. He said, the deeper hope of America is its vision of what humanity is and can become. It's not a set of policies. It's not political parties battling it out for power. It's the recognition and respect of our fellow human beings, humanity, of their dignity. It helps us transcend that us and them tribalism and form the foundation of a more perfect union. That's the test. So recognizing our own potential, the inherent goodness and the possibilities in others is the path, the path of how we get to that thing called the soul of the nation. Uh, one 19th century French philosopher wrote, a nation has a soul, a spiritual principle. One is in the past, the other's in the present. One is the possession of a rich legacy of memories. The other is the desire to live together and to value what they have in common. So America does have a soul. It does have a spiritual principle. It's a redemption story. And remembering that such things belong to we the people, I think is so significant. Because each of us individually, all of us collectively, living up to the better angels of our nature, that's the real test for the soul of America. And no president of either political party, no politician, regardless of where they're from, owns that. But we're going to hear that over and over again 
in the coming weeks. And so we're going to try to dig a little bit deeper. Politicians and political parties are going to continue to claim and counterclaim that only if you vote for them, only if they stay in power, is there any hope for the heart and soul of the nation. And they will. They'll actually try to convince us, convince us that America's soul is something to be fought over, won, and controlled by factions that are dueling for power. And so here's here's my first warning for you to just be aware that when you hear that, this is the battle for the soul of the nation. The, the so-called leaders are going to reveal in their own reflection, their own personal mirror, their motivations. And that they don't understand the real notion of this nation or the people who actually make it most extraordinary. And so over the next several days here on Inside Sources, we are going to look at where the soul of the nation is, where it is found, where it is housed, what it looks like, feels like. What is it that really strengthens it and what undermines it, what defines it, so that we can cut through the noise, the rage, the chatter that we're going to hear from now until November. I'm convinced that the soul of America can actually only be found in the heart and soul of the American people. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.